Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 138. Hey, Richers, so happy to be here. First of all, I want to thank you for your marvelous support for our mountains project. And remember, I, I promised you some incredible coming interviews. Here's one of them. This entrepreneur started her marketing company right after graduating and succeeded tremendously. There are many things to hear and learn from her. Shama Haider is a trailblazing, award-winning entrepreneur who has built a global audience and is known for helping brands succeed in the digital age. Shama is a visionary strategist for the digital age a web and TV personality, a best-selling author, and the award-winning CEO of Zen Media, a global marketing and digital PR firm. She has been named the Zen Master of Marketing by Entrepreneur Magazine and the Millennial Master of the Universe by FastCompany.com. Shama has also been honored at both the White House and the United Nations as one of the top 100 young entrepreneurs in the country. She is the best-selling author of The Zen of Social Media Marketing, now in its fourth edition and momentum, How to Propel Your Marketing and Transform Your Brand in the Digital Age. So let's welcome my guest, Shama Haider. Shama Haider, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi! Thank you so much for having me, Hayud. Pleasure to be able to finally do this. Yeah, actually, we waited quite a long time for this interview, so it was worth, I'm sure it was worth waiting, and welcome aboard. Oh, thank you. Well, as you know, I've got the little guy. I'm a first-time mom, so I was taking some time off for uh, uh, motherhood. This is so exciting, and actually, I think it's the biggest entrepreneurship ever, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I have to say it's the most challenging job, career, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever had. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely, I do agree with you, but it is so rewarding, so congratulations. I just shared with our audience what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us. What are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about marketing. I've always been passionate about marketing. Uh, and more than passionate, I think now what's interesting is just the amount of experience and how many clients we work with and the campaigns I've run. So it's interesting because I think often when you're starting something, you have more passion than experience, right? Yeah. And at some point that experience catches up with that passion Hopefully the passion hasn't dwindled, but it definitely takes it to a whole another level. And and that's how I feel. And that's where, you know, that's where I am right now. And running Zen Media, we're very excited for 2020. 
Um, there's just yeah. so much yeah. great stuff on the horizon. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to all of that. Share with me a bit how uh, you started with marketing and what are you doing today? And uh, did you always perform as entrepreneur or did you work in organizations before? No, you know, so I started my company right when I was 22, right out of grad school. So I'd never had wow. a job. Um, <laughs> now, you know, it's interesting because part of the not having the job was um, the fact that the, you know, I, the industry didn't exist. So people said, you know, social media, what? What is digital marketing? It was such a new world. But another part of it is the U.S. was in quite a bit of recession And so when you have this, the recession, um, you know, jobs are, are even more limited. And so in, in those times, I think it's often innovation that, that wins the day. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that's kind of where, you know, I started from and, uh, which is why it makes me very upset when I hear sometimes millennials or even Gen Z say, Oh, you know, there's a lack of jobs or opportunities. And I'm just, I, I think that's such a cop-out because I feel like there's such an abundance of opportunity. How did you start? What did you do? What did you choose to start with? When you were 22 and decided to go by yourself, which I believe it requires a lot of courage and vision and strength, I think it's very interesting because actually we have two things that I guess we will talk about them all over the interview. One is being an entrepreneur. The second is all about marketing because I've been in marketing for 33 years and there was such a change. And you're right, there was this recession, but other things happened. Everything is totally different. And you, I think, came into this new world, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, this is something that uh, we often say too at Zen Media is that where so many companies were traditional and then they pivoted, The digital language, and it really is a language and, and fluency that's required, has always been very native to us and native to me. Um, I really feel like you grew up with, in the world of tech and communications. And so I love what I do now because I feel like it combines the best of both of those worlds. And what are you doing now? How do you combine these worlds? Yes, it's fairly easy to do with my, with my company, with Zen Media. where we work with clients around the world, um, a lot of B2B companies. We do you know, everything from launches to influencer marketing to digital PR. And it's wonderful because day in, day out, that's exactly what we're doing is combining um, you know, passions and, uh, and delivering. So every day, it's a mix of technology and communication. It's a whole world, isn't it? It's, a, it's such a big yeah. world. <laughs> But yes. As an entrepreneur, what is the best advice you can give to any other entrepreneur that actually it doesn't matter whether it's marketing or something totally different? What advice do you have regarding the customer approach or customer focus? You know, my best advice is to always treat it like it's the beginning, Hayud. And what I mean by that is at a certain point in every entrepreneur's career, you hit a point where things become, things that were challenging become easier. And you, it's very easy to fall into not necessarily a rut, but a process of how you do things, mm -hmm. right? And you, you sort of, in some ways, become complacent or can become complacent. 
But more so, I think it's very easy to say, oh, we're, we've always been doing this. You know, once you feel like you were an innovator once. Hmm. And I think it's very important to keep innovating, to keep having that beginner mindset that's excited when every, you know, I think everyone remembers when they got their first customer or client. Hmm. It usually tends to be a moment, right, where we're, where you, where it's, um, seared in the back of your mind where you just have you remember exactly how it felt but you know by the time you hit your 50th or 60th customer or client that may have faded where keeping that beginner mindset i think allows you to appreciate and celebrate all of it and to treat every customer like they were the first that's fantastic and i think it's on the one hand treat every customer as they are the first and on the other end really look at any customer like there isn't any other one yeah absolutely you know and, and I think people can tell just like when you talk on the phone and you know the other person's smiling um, and I'm generally a pretty joyful person so I smile <laughs> quite a bit. and I think people can pick up on that like you know when you when you talk to someone you can tell whether they're smiling on the other line hmm. um, and it's very much like that I think customers know where they fall for you in terms of priorities or how important they are or how much you value them. That's right. Can you tell us who your customers are today? I understand they're all over the world, but do you have any specific kind of customers? Do you make some kind of focusing in terms of who you're serving? Yeah, so you know we we work with so many different types of clients because they're attracted to us. But we are a big focus for us is B2B, which is business to business, customers who sell to other businesses. Mm-hmm. And that world has seen such a dramatic shift because it used to be that deals happen more on the golf course and slapping each other's backs. And, you know, in many ways, it was also a boys club or one person making the decision. And now it's very different. Now you have committees making decisions. You have um, you have folks who are. Um, you know, looking at information online long before they even speak to a vendor. So a lot has mm. shifted in that regard. Uh, and a big part of what we do is help create that reputation because, so it precedes the sales conversations, right? So when, when someone does talk to the, your potential customers, rather than saying, who are you? They say, oh, I know exactly who you are. Or I've heard of you guys <laughs> or everywhere. And that's such a different conversation, isn't it? It is, it is. If I would ask you to give an advice to your customer as a marketer, because first I asked about any entrepreneur out there and uh, entrepreneurs are so different from each other. But if you as a marketer should give all your customers today or in the future an advice, one advice regarding marketing or sales, what would it be? Yeah, that's a great point. So I would say, you know, we live in such a different world that rather than trying to hide, it's better to be as transparent as possible and out-educate your competitors. You know, how you, when I started, I was 22. I didn't have anything in terms of what you're supposed to have when you start a business, which is capital, network, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't have any of those things. And so part of what... I feel contributed to our success was I out-educated our competitors. I shared everything. And to this day, if you go to zenmedia.com, if you go to the blog, if you go to shamaheider.com, you'll see I share everything. If I'm doing something, I talk about it. I show people how to do it. 
it's it's not a trade secret you know it's not like oh this is mm. the secret sauce a lot of it does come down to consistency um and executing and for b2b companies especially it's very important to be able to out educate the the marketplace hmm and it's part of being a, a leader isn't it yeah educator and others it absolutely is yeah and um I know you've got successes and we'll talk about them in a minute. I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Can you share that with us? Yeah, you know, I think part of that is thinking your customers are just like you, which I think a lot of people make that mistake. I don't think that's a... singular I think it's a very easy mistake to make because you think oh um, for example I love to read I'm a reader anybody who's who knows me knows I love to read but what you will so what I found was you know when I was creating all this content books and whatnot and, and we still do we have a ton of written content but what I found interesting was people as interested as they were in in the the writing when I started doing videos they took off so much more people loved videos and And I didn't quite get it. I have to tell you, it was a little surprising because I thought, well, there's no way people would watch videos more than they would read books. <laughs> <laughs> and we are naive, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and, and how wrong was I, right? Because I'm thinking, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so that was, that was really funny. You know, that was, uh, uh, to me, really a, a, a moment to say, Listen, it's not just about how you see the world. It's really important to see how customers see that. And it may not always be what you think. Oh, I said, that's just such an easy thing to get lost in because it's so easy to think that people think like you. Yeah, I think this is the, the main issue of marketing is understanding things from the point of view of your customers. And I also work a lot with all my people all the time to remember it's not about ourselves. It's about how the people out there are seeing things. I want an example. I want a story of a failure, real failure, because, you know, we are talking with successful entrepreneurs. I think it's very important also to hear about a failure that we faced. And what, what was the end of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, I believe in feeling fast and I believe in making lots of mistakes. So for me, <laughs> so for me, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. So it's hard to pick just one, to be honest, because I feel like not, right? If you're not making lots of mistakes, if you're not learning constantly, you're, you're not learning, which is a, a challenge. <laughs> it is. Something that you have said, Oh, I should have do it differently, and then, of course, I'm sure you did it differently. Try to think of something that was a failure for you. Yeah, you know, I, I, would say, I would say that my greatest failures have probably been in the area of, of hiring and firing and learning how to build a good team, because I hmm. think you know when you start a business, you're really good at what you do, which is for me marketing and, and really good at that. You, sort of assume incorrectly that you'll be good at everything else that goes along with it. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> I definitely uh, can identify with that. I was surprised about some things that I found that, that it wasn't as good as I thought. Yeah, and you know, and you don't really learn this skill. Like no one teaches you, it's not a class. So it really was something I had to work on and figure out, okay, how do you build a great team? What does that look like? 
you know, how do you motivate and engage people and get them excited? How do you um, retain good talent? I mean, when I was when I first started the company, I was in my 20s. And I think I made a lot of mistakes in terms of, you know, um, how I would select a person or how I would help contribute to their success. And, you know, if anything, I would say that I was not a good boss. Hmm. I feel like today I'm a much better boss than I was in the past because you don't know what you don't know. And, and I do wish that I had started learning that sooner, you know, um, and not feeling like, oh, there's just, you know, I need to keep pushing myself further or do something differently. I mean, there are people out there who teach you how to build a great culture, how to hire people. And this is just something that took me a lot longer to learn. Um, and I wish that starting out, I had embraced that learning sooner. I wish that I'd known sooner, right, that I needed help in that area. Hmm. I think that's that's sort of my biggest failure area has been that. But I can also tell you that I've certainly learned from it. You know, and our team now is so amazing, but it just mm. took me a while to get there. I love that example, first of all, because I think this is something that so many of us, including myself, of course, we are failing over and over. And we will fail, probably, because people are different. But I do agree with you that there is so much to learn about that. And today, everything is out there. So I guess that as soon as one is aware of the need to really study to be a manager or to manage people, it's easier. I like this uh, example because I think it is crossing all different areas and fields and levels. Whether you are B2B or B2C, you always need to work with a team if you want to grow and every startup wants to grow. So I love that. And now I would like to ask you to share with us your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers. Yeah, you know, I think for me, it, it's funny because the things that have brought me the greatest joy have been the client successes that we've been able to engineer. Hmm. So you know, I think if you're doing your job as a marketer, the focus is not on you, right? The focus is on your client. Um, and I think anytime we've been able to help them achieve their goals, which again is as a big part, I think of, of the takeaway from all of this is how important it is to put your customer first and foremost, and then everything you do follows, you know, versus yourself first. And so I would say, you know, the, the success we've had with our clients is the most gratifying. Um, we work with so many amazing folks. Um, and most recently, I'm really proud of our client Chase business. They wanted to do something for their business customers. And we were able to collaborate with them and come up with this Bizmobile concept and then build it out and take it around the country. Bizmobile? Bizmobile. So exactly what it sounds like. It's a, it's a, um, a business center on four wheels. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's really cool. I mean, we've got the, you know, we've got pictures and video of it on our site. And the thing that's just so exciting about that is that it was such a success but I love it when you can create triple wins. And to me, a triple win is when you're able to help your clients. So in our case, Chase Business, and they're able to help their client and their client is able to then expand their business, right? <laughs> Which mm, is why I think yeah. this is so cool because you, you're never reaching just one person or one entity. If, inevitably, if what you're doing, you're doing well, there's a domino effect that I think is so powerful. I love it so much because 
Actually, you said quite earlier, you said I'm about digital marketing. But then when you brought an example of um, Bizmobile, one of the biggest successes, you talked about something which is also tangible. And uh, I think this is something that we are talking a lot today. I don't know if you had a chance with the little guy that came over to read uh, Mark Schaefer's Marketing Rebellion book, which is excellent. And he is talking about the most human company wins and the need to, to touch and to be human. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's important to speak the language of your client. You know, so it's funny because I, for the longest time, said it's all age to age. It's human to human. Even the businesses that are buying is not mm. a robotic entity. That's a actual business, you know. Uh, it's a person that yeah. is essentially buying, um, that you're selling to. But at the end of the day, you also have to realize that people always want to feel like they're unique or different. So even though you might say, listen, how you market a book is the same as how you market a chair, is the same as how you market software. At the end of the day, people want to say, yes, but mine is a little different, right? So from a marketing perspective, if you can speak to that customer, if you can make them feel like, yes, you understand what makes them different. Yes, you understand how you can help um, and you speak their language, then I think it makes a big difference. It is. Can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that related to customer focus marketing or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list, but I'm looking for something that really helps you to succeed, helps you to win, and might help other entrepreneurs as well. So it's, you know, a couple of things that we use. Slack is one of our favorites because we are a remote team. And uh, so if you're not using Slack and you've got a team that consists of more than three people, you should definitely look into it. Um, it's a great tool to be able to connect and, and have, you know, it's like Skype, but for business and it's built for businesses. So I, I love Slack. The other thing I use, which is not as popular, I feel like when I mention it, people aren't familiar, is Notion. I'm not familiar with that. And it's great to hear about a new tool. Yeah. What is Notion? Notion is like a platform, almost a content platform, if you will, for all your organizational things. So you can use it to as a project management of sorts, tagging your colleagues and, uh, you know, but I use it as like a um, as a swipe file and uh, and as a notebook. And it, I save all the articles I like. I save I have my to do list in there. So anytime I find something that is interesting to me or engaging, I put it in Notion. Notion, and we will put the link to Notion uh, as well as the link to Slack, although people are more familiar with Slack, I guess. I am going to check it out after the conversation. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you, you know, there are many factors that affect success for each of us, but I do believe that for each of us, there is one thing that really helps us to win and to succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Wow, that's a good one. Um, one key success factor. You know, I would say the biggest factor for me that's always helped and that's motivated me. The thing that motivates me on a day in, day out basis, I love to contribute. I love to give back, you know, uh, without sacrificing humility to answer your question. <laughs> sure. An innate sense of generosity. 
And I say that from a place where I operate from a place of abundance. Like I feel like there's so much abundance for everybody in the world out there. Um, hmm. And so for me, that's that's a big driver, you know, the way I do business, the way I am with my family, the way I feel like has contributed to our success. I think that underlying just me even telling you about, you know, out educate your competitors, share, give. I feel like generosity is a strategy. You know, it's hard if you don't have it already. But I certainly feel like in my case, that's been a key factor in being able to grow the company and being able to do what we do. And it just, which is just to be able to give without expectation and being able to help people. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because actually all today's uh, business out there is about giving and about sharing and about being open. But if it's not really from the heart, if it's not part of your generosity, I think it, it, it becomes much tougher. It's much, uh, it's really hard to give or to share if you're not uh, feeling like that. So I think it's a wonderful key success factor. Also in life, not only in, in the business life, as you said. Yeah, hard to give what you don't have. And we have so much. My last question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you is my mountain question. And my mountain question, I've been always imagining this journey of marketing as climbing a mountain. Building the awareness and then the know, like, and trust in the mind of the customer or consumer and then building the brand. I always imagine that as climbing a mountain, step after step after step, and then we are reaching the peak and you, are, you finally became the brand leader. Then there is another mountain to climb. So at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you. Did you ever climb a mountain or wish to climb a mountain? Or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs> so I, I can't say that I'm a big mountain climber, but I will say one of my favorite songs has to do with mountains, oddly enough. Oh. Um, and uh, it's called, um, you know, there'll, there'll always be another mountain. And uh, it's by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and, oh. and the reason that I've always loved this song is because there's this very specific line in the chorus. And then it says, you know, there'll always be another mountain. I'll always want to make it move. And, mm. and that's so true, you know. And I think as an entrepreneur, as whatever you do, I think it's so important to enjoy the journey. Because if you feel like you, once you get someplace, you'll be happier, you're kidding yourself. Mm. Um, You know that old adage where people say it's lonely at the top? I think that's true, but only if you were also lonely at the bottom. <laughs> Beautiful. Very rare that someone is lonely at the top when they weren't lonely at the bottom, right? If that makes sense. Hmm. And Fantastic sense. No, nobody gave me a song before. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's, I guess, the beauty of your podcast, right? Every guest. Yeah. So, yeah, so there you go. So I would say for me that song has... Uh, with mountains and you know that's just that's always spoken to me because I, I am such a person that has goals and is constantly looking for what's my next challenge what's my next level personally you know I don't compete with other people but I compete mm. with myself all the time so I think for me it's always about realizing there's that bar is going to keep moving um, you know and, and how do I also enjoy that journey fully wow 
Shama, I would like to thank you so much for this very interesting interview. And I wish you to enjoy the little guy together with Bakutin. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. And good luck. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.